Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. This time with a roundtable and a partner at the Chicago Regional Office of Veterans Benefits Administration, the VBA. June is LGBTQ Pride Month. Today is Saturday, June 10th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have a panelist with us, Mr. Herbert Morris. He's a U.S. Army Desert Shield Storm paratrooper, a veteran, and currently serves as the chief officer for the Department of Vocational Readiness and Employment, the VRNE. We're going to talk about the Veterans Readiness and Employment Office and things that we have to offer from that part of the world. How are you doing today? Good afternoon. How are you? Very, very good. So you were a drill sergeant and for, at Fort Jackson. Yes, I was. I was a drill sergeant there for a couple of years, yes. Yeah. What years were you, was, were you there when you were a drill sergeant? I was there in uh, 2090 and 90. One. You were there in 90, it's 1991. That was, that was actually when I was in Fort Jackson. I was in Fort Jackson in, in uh, 92. And then back I can in hear you. So I was in Fort Jackson in 92 and then back in 93. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so you were there right. when I was there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, come right, marching up and down uh, with Tank Hill. Up and down Tank Hill every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got to tell us about the VRE? What's going on with that? Well, um, I just want to share all this uh, good information about the Voc Rehab program because uh, it's been good to me. I'm a product of the Voc Rehab program myself. So um, I just want to share some of that information with other veterans out there uh, to give them an opportunity just like I did. Okay. Uh, Because, you know, when I was in the military, you know, I wasn't about education and all that. I was in the 82nd Airborne Division or or type of guy. I didn't believe in going to school until after I retired. And it's like, okay, what are you going to do now that you retired? And that's when it dawned on me, hey, you know, you should have been going to school. So I found out about this program in the VA. Well, we have better off, but otherwise known as Chapter 31. Okay. And so I participated in this program, luckily. And it, I was able to get my bachelor's degree in um, sociology and my master's in vocational rehabilitation. So now I'm giving back and so I'm sharing information with other veterans so they could, you know, participate and, and get their life together. So what so how do you compare what the VRNE um, does versus the training you get in the military? Cause a lot of people who haven't joined the military would think that, well, once you get a, uh, an occupation from the military and MOS, that you can come out and you're ready to go right into the workforce. How does how does that how does what you get trained? How do you get trained um, in the military? How does that differ from what you guys offer with the program? I tell you what, you know, it, training in the military is totally different. Uh, in the military, you have somebody telling you what to do step by step, how to fill out an application step by step. You know, fill this line in block B, block C. Out here in the civilian world, it's a little bit different. You're kind of on your own. But the training that you receive out here is basically training to enable you to go back to work if you have a service-connected disability. 
That's what the uh, VRNE program is about, is to enable veterans with service-connected disability to go back to work and work in a field that does not affect their disability. That's mm. what the program is about. So if you're a veteran or service member with a service-connected disability, that impact your ability to work, um, veteran readiness and employment program, uh, formerly known as uh, vocational rehabilitation. But there's a stigma behind that name rehabilitation, so we changed it to veteran readiness and employment. And so what we do is assist veterans in going back to work. Mm. And there's different tracks for you to get, go, get into if you're following tiles of the program. And I will go over those uh, as we get a little bit further in the program. Mm. Now, when you get some of these different types of training, some people are concerned about getting rehabilitated, even though they want to use that word, because if they do, right. they feel like they're going to lose benefits. How does that work with the program? Yeah, you know, the, the, the word rehabilitation, there's a stigma behind it. You know, you, people think about drugs, you think about, you know, some type of psychological issue, so you're being rehabilitated. So a lot of veterans didn't want to participate in the program because of that. So we realize that, and that's why we changed the name to Veteran Readiness and Employment to kind of attract more veterans to come into the program. Mm-hmm. Now, but if you so get into the program, do you get do you lose any benefits? Do you lose any monetary benefits? Is it could it be a, could that be a consequence if you find gainful employment? No, no, you don't lose any benefits at all. This is the whole. This is the whole. Let me explain it to you. First of all, the reason why we do this program. There's a lot of veterans out there that's homeless. There's a lot of veterans out there uh, with disabilities. They cannot work because of their disabilities. So what we do, we train them. We retrain them, uh, gave them a trade, a degree, or something like that to enable them to go to work in a field that will not affect their disability. You, and once you find work, you don't lose any of your benefits. You maintain whatever uh, your rating decision was, whatever you, your monthly uh uh, disability payment that you receive from the government, you don't lose any of that. Not at all. Okay. You continue to get that. We just help you to go back to work. That's all that it is. So, it doesn't take any money out your pocket. Okay, and so we pay for everything. So how did you get involved? So you said you came from this program. Can you tell us about more about your personal story and what it meant for you? Okay, yeah, I could tell you my personal story. Basically, what happened, you know, like I said, I didn't go to school while I was in the military. And when I got out, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I didn't have the education and skill set other than, you know, leadership. And I was field artillery. There's nothing you could do out here in field artillery besides leadership. So um, once I found out about the program, I enrolled. Enrolled in the program. And, of course, in order to be entitled to this program, you have to have a service-connected disability. So first you have to obtain a uh, rating decision from compensation, and you need a, a minimum of 10%. So once you enroll in the program and they find you entitled to the program, you have one of five tracks that you go into, right? So basically I got into the long-term training to employment, they sent me to school to obtain a bachelor's degrees in sociology. And after I graduated, or close to graduation, I walked into my counselor's office and I said, I want to do what you do. And she said, well, you know, that's going to require a master's degree. And I just opened my arms and said, hey, I'm ready. So because, you know, I was one of those guys that, you know, I was all in. I did everything I was told to do. I enrolled timely. 
I had good grades and everything. So she redeveloped my plan for a master's degree. And I went to school and got my master's degree, graduated, got my first job working in the Detroit regional office as a counselor. Then I went back to Oklahoma because Oklahoma is where I graduated uh, or where I retired from out in the military out of Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So I went back, worked there for a couple of years, got promoted to assistant uh, veteran readiness and employment officer. And then a couple of years later, I went to Chicago as the uh, division chief for veteran readiness and employment services. So that's my personal story. And I had a great counselor that helped me along the way because if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Wow. So sometimes it depends on the counselor you get. And, you know, so I had a great one. And so I'm, I'm very, um, very blessed for that. So now I'm trying to give back to other veterans and, and help to guide them and show them the way. And I've got a feeling just from talking to you, listening to you and how you express yourself and, the, and how passionate you are about this, that you are making an impact on other people's lives, which I think is profound and great because oftentimes we get our degrees, we get our knowledge, but we don't share it back with the, with the community or help other people that are in our situation. But you're actually doing the exact thing that you should be doing, which is going back to help others and spread that prosperity and spread that knowledge and that you know that that ability to improve yourself. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean this this is what it's about. I mean, a couple of days ago, uh, we just had a new employee just hired here at the Chicago Regional Office. He's a veteran, and usually when we get new employees in, we brief them on you know our program, different programs within the VA. So I briefed them on Vogue Rehab and a veteran readiness and employment program. I briefed the new employees. Come to find out. You know, he's a veteran, one of, the, one of the new guys, he's a veteran, and he had some questions for me. He said, you know, um, he, there's a lot he doesn't know about the VA as far as benefits and how to apply for services and all that. So, I mean, he was amazed by all the information I was giving him about the program. So he called me up yesterday and asked me about, you know, how to apply for services and all that. So I explained all that. He said this is the most information he's ever received about the VA benefits, just talking to me. So stuff like that makes me feel good to know that I'm helping others and giving back. So I feel pretty good. And I gave him all the instructions on what he needed to do to apply for services. And then if you want to apply for uh, veteran readiness and employment services, what he need to do that. Mm, so, I, yes, it does make me feel good to give back. And I, I appreciate you for even saying that because I feel like oftentimes you have to have, like there should be a special degree, like a Ph.D. degree in just trying to figure out VA benefits that so they can give them to people because it's such a myriad of rules and regulations and if ands and this and buts and stuff like that that you have to follow and get your, all your paperwork and stuff in order. And it just turns a lot of people off and a lot of people get that are intimidated by it. I mean, you got people to yeah, run into combat true. in five seconds, but you show them a DD-214 or show them any kind of document that they got to fill out, whatever, and stuff, and they'll freak out. Yes, that's true because, you know, most most veterans, I mean, the only application they ever filled out was when they joined the military. They signed all that paperwork, all those documents, and that's it. And they did, you know, 20-plus years in the military, never had to fill out an application for a job. So now they're out here. This is a different world, you know, and... It doesn't matter that you might have been a sergeant major or whatever in the military. Out here, you know, you got to come out here with the mindset that 
hey, I'm like a private. I'm just starting over. You know, this, this, this. You got to change your whole mindset and 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 and, and learn the new process. Hmm. And a lot of veterans have difficulties adjusting to the civilian world. I'm telling you, it didn't take me t- a lot a lot of effort to adjust. Wow! I knew what I had to do. And so I see other people struggling with that, so I try to guide them through that process and let them know, hey, you know, so look, I understand what you did in the military, but this is where you are, and this is what you need to do to move forward. Now, you mentioned there was five different tracks to the program. Yes. Tell us about those tracks. Okay, uh, the first track would be um, if, if you found entitled to the program. First of all, you have to, like I said, 10% or more. If you just have 10%, disability rating, then the council have to find you to have a serious employment handicap, right? If you have 20 or more, you don't have to have a serious employment handicap. So if you found entitled to the program, one of the first tracks that you may qualify for is reemployment track. And a reemployment track, that's basically for veterans that are National Guards that had a job prior to being deployed, and now they're back and they have a disability. So they're having difficulties uh, performing the job that they used to do prior to being deployed. So what we do, we provide them with any type of equipment or assistance that they need to be able to do that job that they had before. Because the employer may not be able to afford whatever you know equipment that this individual may need. So we'll provide them with that if it's equipment. We'll provide them with information about the law as far as them being able to get their job back after uh, returning from combat. So that's the reemployment track. The uh, rap, next one is the rapid access to employment track. And basically, you know, college is not for everybody. Not everybody wants to go to school. So you may just want to go to work. You just want a job. So if that's the case, we'll put you in rapid access to employment. We'll just provide you or assist you with employment services. But when somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know, I want to go to rapid access track, I don't want to go to school, the first thing I ask them is, what do you have to offer the employer? Do you have a degree? Do you have a certification? Do you have anything like that? If they say no, then I try to encourage them to go to school, uh, learn some type of trade or something, because if that employer decides to lay some folks off, you're probably the first one on the chopping block. Mm. I encourage them to get some type of skill, some type of certification or something like that for that track. Then the other one is the self-employment track. Some veterans just want to, um, you know, they want to run their own business. So if, so if you're a service member or veteran with a service-connected disability and employment barrier, the self-employment track can help that person to start a business. Now, we don't purchase the equipment, you know, trucks and cars and, you know, all we won't pay for everything, but we give them guidance. Uh, they have to develop a business plan. We make referral form to the uh, Small Business Administration. We assist them through their process. We may even provide, um, you know, short-term education, not a degree or anything like that for the self-employment track, but maybe a class, a couple of classes on how to run a business. If you need license or something like that, we'll pay for that. Okay. Then another one is the employment to long-term services. And this is where we send a veteran to school. They're authorized up to 48 months of training, up to 48 months. So this could be, just because you're authorized up to 48 months doesn't necessarily mean 
that you're going to get all 48. You just get what's required for your training. So it could be just a certification program. It could be a six-month training. It could be a two-year degree, four-year degree, whatever. Right? We pay, and while you're in the long-term uh, employment through long-term service track, we pay for uh, tuition, fees, books, supplies. Veterans shouldn't have to spend a dime out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. We pay for everything. Your graduation gown, if you need parking while you're on campus, we pay for all of that. And then you get a subsistence allowance while you're in school. And that's based on how many dependents you have. Now, previously, a few years ago, we had a lot of veterans that were going to the post 9-11 versus our Chapter 31 program. And they really needed to be in our program because with our program, we provide guidance, we provide case management. Uh, if you need, if you have any type of uh, medical issue that need attention, you make referrals to the hospital, make sure it's taken care of, so you don't have any issues while you're in school. So we provide all of that. The post 9-11 and all, they don't provide any of that. So veterans with disabilities really need to be in our program. So because a lot of them were going to the post 9-11 because they got more money, they kind of changed it to where you had an option to choose between getting a regular subsistence allowance or getting the post 9-11, which is an E-5 with dependence rate. And you get paid based on the, um, the zip code of the training facility. Okay. So that, that's the one that we do the most, long-term training uh, uh, to employment. But you can't do both. You've got to make a choice of whether you get one or the other, right? Before, you, before mm-hmm. you, you can't do both. You can either get the GI Bill for post 9-11 or you can do the, v, the, the vocational. No, you can't. Yes, you cannot use both at the same time. They call it double dipping. Okay. You have to use one or the other. So you select how you want to get paid. Do you want to get paid at a regular subsistence loan rate or the uh, post nine eleven rate? And then that's the rate we pay them. Okay. Okay. The last track is independent living track. That's for those the uh, veterans whose disability is so severe that they cannot go back to work. They can't work because the disability is so severe. So what we do, we provide um, uh, assistance to them to enable them to live more independently. And they come in a variety of ways. It could be anything from a reacher, a bottle opener, can opener, raise your toilet seat, wide your doorways, ramps, whatever. Anything that we could do to allow the veteran to live more independently. So those are the five tracks within our bulk rehab program, a veteran readiness and employment program. Now, I think I heard something about that last track with the uh, with the with the modifications to the house, because I've heard from a, an, a, a there was a friend of mine that worked in the VA here in Chicago. And just mentioning that there was a person who was disabled, a vet that was disabled, and they went in, and, like redid his whole like basement or something like that because he was he was a, a wheelchair bound. And they made it so he could, like, get into his basement, and it was just decked it out. Like, he made it like it was something that was, like, out of Star Trek or something like that, the way he described it. But is that, does that right. sound, does that sound like how, that's how far they'll take it? They'll actually do whatever they need to be, need to be done to make your house more? Not, not with Volk We Have. Volk We Have, we provide service to help you live more independently, and we do, we do it based on needs. Mm-hmm. What, what you need, not based on, you know, what you would like. This would be nice to have, nice to do. We do it based on needs. So if it's going to assist you and you have a need, 
because we do an evaluation, see what your needs are before we do that. Okay. Is that a one-time okay. deal? So you, they go in, do an evaluation, just fix your house up one time or provide you uh, extra things to help you? Or is it something if you need more things as you get older? Because maybe as you get older, your disabilities get worse. So where they come yeah, back? Yeah, your disabilities, you could always reapply. Okay. If your disabilities get worse for additional assistance. Now, the independent living track doesn't have to be a permanent thing because maybe at the current time you're not able to work because your disability is so severe, but it may improve. So if your disabilities improve later on, you could always reapply for services, and then we could possibly place you in another track, such as employment through long-term services, so you can get a job and go to work. Wow. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be permanent. Wow. Because, you know, as you get, as some of us do improve as far as the health goes. Hmm. So if that occurs, you could always apply to, to get training, go to work, and all that. Wow. And I think that's really important for vets to understand, too, is that I don't see anything that's going to hurt you for trying to get in this program. If you're disabled in any way, shape, or form, at least going through the process of trying to see what you qualify for. Because there is no negative to it, right? Not at all. You're not going to lose any benefits. Worst they can do is say no. If you get approved for it, you're mm-hmm. not going to lose anything you already have. They can only go. Only thing they're going to do is give you more, based on what you need. Yeah, that is it. You don't lose any benefits. Now there is another. There's some veterans that's uh, what they call uh, IU. They have IU individual unemployability. So basically, what they're saying is they cannot work at all. So if you're in our program and you're working, and if you don't have uh, permanent in total, and they go back and do a reevaluation, there's a possibility you may lose something there. Okay. Right? So there's no guarantee on that portion of. It. Okay. If you get reevaluated and you're 100, uh, percent maybe they find out you're really you're 90 percent. Excuse me. So if you go, so you might maybe they you were evaluated 100 percent, but then because you, they, you do the evaluation, now they find out maybe you're really 80 percent or 90 percent, something like that might happen. It doesn't really. It doesn't matter if you're 80 or 90 percent. Okay. You still you can still work. You can still be 100 percent and work. It's too you no. Know, as long as you're not, um, uh, you don't have individual unemployability. That means you cannot work. Okay. Just because oh, you're 100% okay. I see. Okay. You can't work. Okay. So if you're in a situation where you you're saying you cannot work at all. But they see when they evaluate you that you could do something, you might lose that title that you could that you're not a, that you're actually employable. Right. Okay. I right. see. And okay. you know some veterans do go to compensation and request independent uh, individual unemployability, and at the same time they come to Volk Rehab and say, "Hey, I want to go to school because I can work. I want to go to work." And sometimes we may say, you know, based on the, your disabilities, we don't believe that you can. But sometimes they say, yes, I can. I can work. And they'll go to the doctor and they'll get uh, medical documentation to show that they can. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're telling compensation that they cannot work. Mm -hmm. But we're the same VA, so we do speak to each other. So when you file for IU with compensation and compensation looking at records and see that you're currently enrolled in VR&E, then they'll reach out to us. Hey, Mr. Morris, what's going on over there? We have this veteran that just applied for IU, but I see he's in, uh, he's in voc rehab. So they, they request the records, and we turn the records over to them, and that assists them in making the determination if they're going to give you the IU or not. Hmm. That's good to know. It's very important to know because a lot of people may not think that way, and I think it's – but it's so noble that people will, in a situation where they're 100% disabled or – Certified that they are unable to work, 
will right. say, I want to do something. I don't want to just sit home and just look out the window. I want to do something. Correct. I want to learn something. I want to do something. You know, even if I lose benefits, I'd rather, you know, do something than sit around and do nothing. Yes, there are veterans like that, definitely. Mm-hmm. So what would you like to tell, uh, what's the one thing you'd like to tell veterans that haven't participated in the program that might be able to be in the program? What would you, the one thing you want them to know about this program? What I want them to know about this program is, it's not a secret and it shouldn't be, but this is one of the best opportunities out there for a veteran. You know, some veterans, you know, they didn't have the opportunity to go to school um, or they chose not to go to school. But this is a second chance. You're never too old to go to school. And with this program, we pay for everything. You shouldn't have to spend a dime. We pay for everything. We guide you through the process. We provide case management, assistance. You get a monthly stipend each month to assist you with your bills and all of that. You could also do um, work-study program to earn a little extra money while you're going to our, our program. If you need a computer while you're going to school, we'll provide that. We'll pay for all your, uh, all your supplies, equipment. We pay for everything. And once you complete your training, or, or uh, 120 days before you complete your training, we bring you back in and do, develop another plan, which is the employment plan. And we turn your case over to an employment coordinator who assists you with finding employment. We work with employers to find you employment. Once you find employment, we monitor you on the job for 60 days to make sure everything is going well. And then we successfully close your case as successful rehabilitation. Wow. I think that is that sounds like one of the best programs, not the best program I've heard for veterans. And it's targeted to to fix exactly what people need, particularly if you are disabled in any way, 10 percent, 100 percent, whatever. So definitely people need to reach out to the Chicago regional office in their area, the the Veterans Benefits Administration in their area. Can they go to the VA to get information about this or to join the program or sign up for it? Okay. Yes. All they have to do is go to VA.gov. You, you, sign, you log into VA.gov, and you go into education. When you go into education, look for Veteran Readiness and Employment Program. You can get all the information about it, and you could also uh, fill out an application right there online for Veteran Readiness and Employment Program. Herbert Morris, U.S. Army Desert Sierra Servant. We've got to uh, sign off. The show. Thanks for coming on our show, Mr. Herbert Morris. He's a U.S. Army Desert Shield Storm Paratrooper, is in trained in artillery, and he is a chief officer for the Department of Vocational Readiness and Employment, the VRNE. Thanks for your time, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back.
Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.